Hi, I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And welcome, and welcome to, to their, their trope, trope battle, battle for dominance. For dominance. <laughs> yeah. We are both very, very tired, um, but we're going to do mm-hmm. our best to power through. Um, we've it's been not a full week uh we recorded i think sunday it was yeah it was sunday and today is friday that we're recording um so we just finished out the work week except liz is off work right now and had a nice week whereas i was very stressed (laughs) at my busy office job but on wednesday the coo of my company told me i did a good job i'm so i've been writing that (laughs) if you can't tell um i have a bit of a thing for being praised and that makes me excel in life um (laughs) i i do much better when people appreciate my actions so um that's Mm -hmm. what i've been up to um i literally haven't done anything besides work this week and take care of nick so um this morning i got back from the hampton so i had a significantly better week you did um we went my aunt rents a big house there every year and so it's everyone from her side of the family, like, we all try to come up for, like, two two or, like, two days or so. So we just did that. Uh, had some really good food, really good drinks, had a really good time. Um, I've been very obsessively listening to, like, two weird, like, groupings of music. Mm-hmm. And I want to give a backstory as to why. Okay. Um, so I've been really obsessively listening to two songs from Glee. And it is solely because Mike's Mike, if anyone knows this YouTuber, he does like the appropriately unhinged recaps of Glee. He did a Pretty Little Liar series and his second, his sec- his part two of like recapping all of Glee came out. And so I've been really obsessively um, listening to Kurt's um, um, version of Rosie's Turn which is like so good. Okay. And then um, his Miata audition Boy Next Door because such a good fucking song and it's literally been only that from glee just those two songs because kurt deserved more and i love kurt and he's amazing and then the other uh really oddly specific piece of music i've been listening to is the sky high um soundtrack that is oddly specific but i I approve of it i approve of that one it's a banger soundtrack guys i mean so I fucking loved this movie when it came out. I'm still obsessed with it. Probably still one of like my top pieces of superhero media of all time. Absolutely. Because it's so fucking good. It's a really and good like, movie. Very underrated. It when you when people look at like older Disney Channel movies, very underrated. It was it was not a Disney it Channel movie. It had like... a theatrical release. Really? I saw it in theaters really? with my cousins. Yeah. I watched it with my mom on our TiVo. I we were supposed to go see like a hotel for dogs or something. Oh my god! I and we that really, we decided that we didn't actually want to go see that movie, so we snuck into Sky High and had an amazing fucking time. That banger movie, amazing. Yeah, it's the a really sound- good movie. The soundtrack. I can't say I remember the soundtrack, but I was also a kid. But the movie is good and it's- it stands the test of time, in my opinion. It does. I rewatched it this week, and that's why I'm listening to it. And, um, I mean, like, literally at the end, there's a version of um, Melt With You by Bowling for Soup, like a cover, and Uh-oh. it's, like, so good. I'm like, just every aspect of that movie goes so fucking hard for okay. no fucking reason, <laughs> as this, like, random-ass Disney movie should have gone Sky High walked so My Hero Academia could Real? run, and I stand by that. Real? Also, I will not say any spoilers on air, but I heard about the spoilers for Boku no Hero because it's ending. And wait, hold up. I'm not going to say them, but Liz, can I text you them? Yes, because okay. I have no fucking clue okay, what's okay. happening. You, you, can't, you can't spoil it for everybody listening, but uh-huh. um, I just sent it to you, so look at your phone. Oh my god! <laughs> I literally, that was my reaction. I was like, wow. Um, there's, so like, there's a funny tweet relating to that that I'll have to tell you about later. Okay, yeah, because we don't want to spoil you guys because, like, yeah. this is a spoiler and we, like, uh, a we're not even fans. Spoiler. It's a spoiler. Um, and I mean, I don't know if that's, like, set in stone. This is, like, because neither of us are in the Boku no Hero fandom. So this is stuff that, like, I'm hearing, like, through the grapevine and now passing yeah. Liz. But, like, I was like, oh. 
Sky High Sky High walks so that Boku no Hero could run. Real. I solely stand by that. Absolutely. Sky no, Sky High walks so MCU could run. Yeah. <laughs> that was Disney Disney did it. They did it. They, we didn't, that was their pilot. We didn't we did not we don't need the MCU. We, we don't SHC the Sky High Cinematic Real. Universe. I would absolutely watch another Sky High movie if they made um, went back and made more. Like if they did like maybe like them in college, like I don't think they, like, well, I mean they can't do the same actors, but I feel like they oh, could yeah, do no. like, you know, the the Next actors come gen. back and be the kids or like the parents. Next you know? gen. Yeah, and then, then it focus on their kids. Bestie, we I gotta write a sky high next you gen. Gotta do, you gotta write a sky high next gen fic now. <laughs> oh, this is the, the, lore the wheels are deep. turning. The, the, lore. the lore runs deep. Um, <laughs> this is officially the Sky High uh, fandom podcast Absolutely. where we solely discuss our Sky High uh, fan theories. Fuck the fan fiction thing. This is what we're here for. Absolutely. But I'm so sorry the fan for totally. Thing, I'm so that. sorry for totally derailing that to talk about Sky High. For like I don't know why you're minutes. apologizing when every week we start off with something else to derail. Oh yeah, so that is totally. Also, correct. um, as we're recording this, um, a few hours ago, the uh, episode of Fifty Shades that we recorded months ago dropped. Came out. So Woo! I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Enjoyed getting mm-hmm. back into it. I don't remember a single fucking thing from it, um, because it's literally been six months since we recorded it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I don't longer. fucking remember anything. <laughs> we literally like edit, cleaned the audio and dropped it. We were like, all right, we're bye. So... Um, I. I remember Christian Grey being controlling and Anastasia being like, does he like like me or does something? He like, like me. We should we should record an episode mm-hmm. this weekend. Um Liz is coming yeah, we tomorrow. Should. So we maybe we'll we'll do something Saturday, maybe. Sunday. Maybe. We'll no see. promises. I mean we're gonna, the... we're spending the day reading at the beach. Um because that's our thing. I love reading yeah. so much. I feel like doing it next to the ocean is just special. I'm an so. intellectual. If you we didn't are, know. we are, we are the fem cells you couldn't burn. <laughs> oh I, my god! We so um for context because that happened when we were on our hiatus. Um, Liz had um like was talking to a guy and he was really mean yeah. to her and um we had very bad kind of so, ending. Yeah, so she came over that weekend and we just like got you know partied and stuff and. Um, we realized we didn't party. We, we got partied, drunk watching yes. Glee on the That couch. is a party. That is a party. Okay, Liz. I'm sorry I wasn't a cool kid like Glee's you in high school. Plus now, right? To me, that's a party. Um, Glee yeah, on Disney, Disney Plus, Plus now. Right. Um, Period. So, Let's but go. anyways, so like I said, we were partying because to me that is a party. Um, and we were talking, and then we realized we just kept like complaining. We we're like, we're basically incels, except like we're not, you know, incels. Like we we don't we're not in we're insults in that it's not that we disrespect women we disrespect ourselves we disrespect ourselves we <laughs> we are the woman we disrespect <laughs> so we, we are we just started calling ourselves the, themselves. no no we call ourselves incels oh, we are not we? I can't remember. <laughs> we are not cells at drunk. all um, we are specifically incels and just and just, for anyone who can't tell this is all, jokes. all joke fuck Incel is not good, and we are not fuck fem cells. Fuck incels. Yeah, we're not here to prove it. However, when it comes to us, we are. <laughs> we're the incels everyone we warned you inc- about, guys. Exactly, we're the incels your father warned you about. Warned you about. Okay, yes. now I think we should get into it. Liz, what did you pick this week? Um, this week I chose the trope height difference, which I think because... is hilarious because I actually almost chose this last week. And then oh I was like, God. no, this would take too long. And I don't have enough time. Good minds think alike. <laughs> yes, great minds. Um, I think it's great minds. It, is great, good, mind. but... it is great minds. You try. <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with my mind. Um, but this is a trope that is used to emphasize that one character is taller than the other. And this is like, it's like really emphasized. It's not like a he's taller than me where it's it's well, like i to be fair i think that's more it's size kink when it's emphasized like that but just like a height difference i don't know if i would say that that one is like emphasized that's what it's read the fan or <laughs> like read the fucking dictionary <laughs> <laughs> it is when it is emphasized um 
And like, well, the difference between like height difference and like size kink is solely where, while it is usually used within a ship dynamic, it can be used as like a quote unquote cute aspect to like a friend or family relationship where it's like the like older brother, younger sister, or like that kind of dynamic where like, I'm very protective over you. I want to be this kind of protector, but it's not necessarily romantic or sexual in any way. So I think, yeah, that's kind of one of the major difference what do you and say like, is, you know you and i need to do a special for size kink there's a lot why didn't we think there. about this why didn't we think about this because we're stupid stupid and we are cells. stupid <laughs> um and then also like size kink fully infers a explicit fic whereas yes. a height difference can be a fluff fic as well that is fair um I, I'm just going to say I don't people can take this trope and use it in a problematic way. I think we can all assume the problematic way that people can take this trope and use it. I don't want to talk about it. Thank you. I mean, we've, we've talked before like you know we're very we're not you know anti or pro ship in the way that people describe it as like you're either for or against it. We mm-hmm. tend to be very neutral towards most things but when it comes yeah. to like actual pedophilia and I yeah. can just say that neither of us are okay with that and we don't condone that not only in what we read but in actions i think there are some things that dark fiction exists and does not necessarily equate to somebody's moral compass but some dark fiction is too dark and for us that's yeah and other things like that 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 just crosses a boundary that we're not okay with yeah and so people do definitely take this trope and use it in that way and we will not be talking about it because this trope can be used in many other ways that we deem as that we like. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we like, so we're just going to kind of be talking about it in those regards, but I felt like I needed to like touch on it. Cause I feel like people can be like, you know, I'm, so I, yeah. I just it's, wanted it's to touch to on it, point it out. and move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're moving on. Um, so some fandoms um, will sometimes make height charts to show characters um, like height differences. And sometimes it can be head cannons as well. If there's like not cannon heights. Um, I noticed this a lot in, like, VTuber fandoms where they'll do, like, um, like tallest to, like, shortest and, like, in a line. And they also do this for booby sizes, for chest sizes. I it's a thing that. that happens. But, um, yeah, it, it's usually great because the VTuber with the largest chest size gets the boost that they have the largest chest size. So that's, like, funny and cute. I like that. I think that's funny. That's, but it is a lot. It's a lot. I was just thinking about, you know, that meme that went around, like, for a while, the format where it was, like, you know, the height difference is, like, three inches, but one character is, like, enlarged, and the other yeah. one is, like, compressed, and it's, like, this is, it's, like, how they actually are versus how fandom sees it. The, the, the <laughs> fandom versus canon videos that used to go around. Yes. My, I used to, like, love those. Fun fact about Haikyuu was, um, I might be off because I haven't looked at their height charts in years, obviously. But Suki and Yamaguchi are, um, they were a solid, like, six inches apart in height difference. But they were always, like, drawn and in the fandom, like, seen as, like, the same tall height. But, I mean, like, Yamaguchi was tall, but he wasn't taller than, like, 5'10". I think he was, like, 170 centimeters or something like that. It's so funny that you bring up Haikyuu. Because oh. I'll be talking about Haikyuu later, not the ship you Oh, wait, I just, I see, I see, I, I, I didn't look see that. But yeah, I, I would say, honestly, height, like, Haikyuu is what introduced me to height difference. Very, very popular within it. I, I mean, um, when you're talking about volleyball, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. And, when and yeah. It was when the whole premise is that the main character is tiny and it's a tiny. volleyball series. Yeah, there's going to be height stuff in it. Um... So this is a trope within, like, cat slash and femme slash fix. Though um, the fan lore article very specifically mentioned that on average in, like, het ships, when there's a height difference, it's usually a bit more drastic than they are in, like, slash and femme slash fix. And, yeah, just thought that was a little tidbit to mention. Well, I don't know if we looked at the exact same article, because I don't remember if I looked at, like, size kink or, like, height mm-hmm. difference or something, but I remember the Fandler article I looked at had um, Han and Leia, like, art as example from, like, old web zines, um, where mm-hmm. people would draw Han, like, massive, and Leia's, like, this tiny yeah. little and, bird. Like, Han is definitely taller than Leia, but... But like not... that's very exaggerated when it's like when it's like when you if you if you if it looks like an nba pro player next to a professional like cheerleader like 
that's not usually how most relationships work. If yes. you're thinking of Sadana and Riley, who I think just broke up um, from TikTok, that's not how most height difference relationships actually are. And th that's not to yeah. say there's anything wrong with them. But, like, if you're, if you want to represent the average, it's mm -hmm. not that. Um, so here are just some examples of them. There's some Game of Thrones ships that I have no fucking clue about. So if I mispronounce their names, I apologize. I don't think Game of Thrones is uh, there anymore. Jamie and Brian from Game of Brienne. Thrones? I can't remember. Brienne. But I, I never actually realized that they were... Actually, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So Brienne is, like, um, she's a knight who and mm -hmm. you know game of thrones is very much like it's old time so everyone's sexist and women just are mothers mm -hmm. and that's it but she's a knight and she she's a knight because in the books she's described as like hideous and like really ugly and she's a troll troll face you know and like but i mean i think her actress is gorgeous personally but maybe i'm also just gay um but <laughs> that's a mood that's a mood but, um jamie like it's Jamie goes from like being a sister fucker to oh my god all I want is to go down on Brienne and like mm -hmm. yeah I guess there is a bit of a height difference but where I think she I think she's taller if I remember correctly and this also might just be examples of where it's popular as well maybe not True. necessarily like, super specific within the media itself but like but it could fans. be very very popular within fanon that's true that's true um Richie and Eddie from It. I'm a really big It fan, but I don't necessarily involve myself in like the fandom. Not that I'm against the fandom, Show but I'm tattoo. Just... <laughs> Yay! I love It so much, so heckin' much. Um, I've been obsessed with saying heckin' again. Like, someone needs to kill me. I, <laughs> I I will gladly take the honors for that. Thank you. Um, but um, yeah, I love It, but I just don't necessarily like read fan fiction from it or anything so yeah um sherlock and john from the sherlock tv series very specifically the tv series that's what it says like um BBC sherlock i imagine bbc sherlock yes that makes sense Benedict cumberpatch is ungodly tall and what's his face he's a tall man was average so yeah that mm -hmm. makes sense um which you would find out if you listen to our Dark Fuck Prince episode. Prince, our Dark Fuck Prince episode. Go back and watch it. We that had to deal with awful. a We had to go through a lot for it. it was I worst. was laughing the entire it time. Was it was one of the funny. Worst. I think today's um, trope that I'm doing is going to beat that for worst trope I've done, but that was a pretty bad one. Um, Tyrion? Tyrion? Tyrion. Tyrion. Uh, ex Sansa. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say it? Sansa. From Game of Thrones. Um, honestly, whenever I think of a height difference, I always think of Risa X Otani from Lovely Complex, where it's like a manga slash anime. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, Love Com or Lovely Complex. And it's like the guy is very, very, very short and the girl's very, very, very tall. And it's like they very much get on each other's nerves because like people like like make fun of them yeah. because of their height. Weren't they childhood friends? It's been a long time since I read I, it. It's been a long time okay. since I, I read that in, like, I think early high school, because we had the manga at my mm -hmm. high school, so I read it, It was like, weirdly popular. High, like, it was one of the, it was, I don't know how popular it was in Japan, but it was, like, weirdly popular in the States. And, like, specifically, like, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of, like, it I read pushed. it from. I feel, I feel yeah. like it was pushed to, like, high school girls, like, if we were yes. in the manga. It was weirdly pushed. That and uh, Tonari no Kaibutsukun, My Little Monster. Those two, I feel like, went hand yes. in hand and were pushed on people. I never read My Little Monster, so but I always I always saw it, like, in mm -hmm. my school's library. But Lovely Complex is a great show. It's very much, the height difference is kind of the main part of the relationship yeah. and what forms it. But I love that it kind of turns the height difference on its head, whereas mm -hmm. usually, especially in um, head chips, it's usually the guy is much taller than the girl. Um, whereas if you see like in anime wise, that would be something more like Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. But I really love, which another series I absolutely love. adore and love, but I like seeing that it kind of flipped on its head where it's like, the girl's really tall the boy's really short because like that's just like life like that's a real relationship mm -hmm. where it's like it's not always going to be the stereotypical the guy's taller than the girl and it's just it's sweet to see 
Mm-hmm. Um, while looking through the fix on AO3, I noticed that Raylo was very popular within the height difference. And um, after reading Love Hypothesis, I get it. Festy, I get it. I, I get it. But, I mean, we talked, did we get a sheet? We talked about Love Hypothesis did, on here. Yeah, right? we mentioned that we read it and we yeah, really, really liked it. I get it, but I get it from a love, like you said, I get it from a Love Hypothesis standpoint. I can't get it from the series standpoint. Yeah, they're not a ama- like I feel like very much people emphasize like yes. the large size of Kylo. I, I, think, I think um Adam Driver has a lot of like larger features as well. Like he has a bit a larger face, larger nose, larger shoulders. So yeah. it's a lot easier to think of him as like a very large man, whereas Daisy Ridley is pretty petite. Yes. So I can see it. Yeah, but I noticed that and I wanted to mention it. Um this is I just my brain could not physically rewrite this, so this is specifically taken from the fan lore article direct quote. Uh, relationships involving characters of different species will all- Okay, sorry, we're back. Um, we took like a five, ten minute break because um, I had ice cream like an hour before we started recording, and I'm not lactose intolerant, but um, some it depends on the day for my tolerance, and uh, today was a low tolerance day apparently, so I had to <laughs> run. Um, and I was trying to figure out how to pause the recording without stopping it. And so I realized um, it was pausing for uh, um, pausing and pausing. So I paused it for real, but um, I believe I might have cut Liz off when she was trying to explain about the next part of her notes. So take it away, Liz. Yeah, so um, specifically with height difference, there's another aspect to it within interspecies. Um, I did not want to have to describe this in my own words, so I literally copied the quote from the family article. So... Here you go, guys. Uh, Relationships involving characters of different species will often emphasize natural height differences between them. This trope is common in fandoms with diminutive races like hobbits and dwarves. It is notably popular in the Lord of the Rings fandom, in which hobbits are often shipped with taller dwarves, elves, and humans. Dwarves are also shipped with taller elves. Okay, it says that twice, but thanks. Um, Oh, dwarves are also shipped with taller elves and humans. I can't you, read. I, I was, I was like, I can't, your time. I can't fucking read, guys. Um, the interspecies height difference trope also occurs in fandoms with alien species that are naturally taller or shorter than humans. It may thus sometimes be an example of alien kink or xeno, which we did cover. Go mm-hmm. watch our xeno episode or whatever we called it. Um, yeah, I mean, it just makes sense where it's like, if it's like a, one species is naturally just much taller than the other and mm-hmm. you're shipping those two. Makes sense. Little little shout out to our monster fuckers. We see you guys. We're here. You guys are visible and I see you. Um, But we were talking about Haikyuu earlier and I did choose a Haikyuu fic. Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on to the fic, um, can I just mention that um, size, like xenophobia, was it xenophilia? That, um, yes. Kindle Unlimited is your best friend. Okay, thanks, guys. I'm reading on my Kindle right now. I will not look it up. Thank you. <laughs> you don't want to read Ice Planet Barbarian, Liz? No. You don't? Well, my besties that do, I love and respect you. And I see you. You are visible. And I am You're like, I am I'm trying to not you. make it visible. Um. <laughs> no, just not my thing. No, it's just fair. not my thing. But I acknowledge it. I won't ick your squick. Yeah. Not necessarily a squick. Just not something I'm like, eh, you know. Fair enough. Um, but so for fic wise, I did choose a haiku fic because I really was going through and like, like Steric was really popular, and I'm like, how many times have we fucking done Steric? Steric. Is- Will we probably do Steric like within the next like day? Yeah. 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 But um, and like, I just thought, let me try to switch it up a little bit because I'm the bitch that reads the same ships all the time. Um, so this is a Hinata X Kageyama fic because mm-hmm. they do have a decent heights difference. Um, but that, I think they're they're like the opposite of Suki and Yamaguchi, where Suki and Yamaguchi people over, but people with Hinata and Kageyama, I feel like they tend to like make it not as big. Oh, like their height difference? Yeah, like people forget that they have a big height difference. Like, yeah, they have a, they have a much larger height difference, but people like forget. 
yeah i guess guess not unlike but it's it's similar to suki yamaguchi like people just forget that like no they're they're very different right but i think there are just some other tropes within the fandom that have much more like major height differences so that's what like people usually tend to gravitate towards Mm -hmm. you know um like fucking why am i blanking on all the height different ships in haiku right now like i don't kuro know kenma. yeah kuro kenma and that's like a major one where it's like mm-hmm. the huge height difference um yeah so i think people when they're thinking of height difference within haiku they're immediately thinking of like one of those so they're not like necessarily thinking of um or like Kagehina or iwa and oikawa Tsuki. where iwa is like what three inches shorter than oikawa and people act like he's six inches shorter yeah it's we 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 love the Haikyuu fandom. We're there. We love we, you guys. We love that all of us have been here since we were twelve and not grown up. Um, actually, not me. I got here. Oh. Well, I'm I got special. here over the pandemic. I joined over the pandemic. I'm special, but I'm here now, and that's what matters, right? Yeah, for Haikyuu. Yeah, yeah. Haikyuu takes. Um, and so this is a uh, thick. It's rated general audiences. It's a one shot. I'm only taking a couple of small pieces from it. And this is just a fic from, like, Kageyama's, like, perspective where he just really kind of, like, has, like, is noticing things about Hinata and, like, really appreciating and being, like, oh, like, he's, like, I never noticed this about you or, like, blah, blah. And it's all very much specifically related to, like, their size difference where it's, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's so... He's so petite and tiny. He's so teeny tiny, ooh. ooh. <laughs> that's what it is though that's what the the fic is and it goes through like funny is it it's not funny it's (laughs) (laughs) i fucking hate this it's okay nick started like talking in a random british accent on the drive home it was a 40 minute drive home and he would not stop for the entire time yes and he so i literally i literally ended up just turning the music up all the way to like drown him out because he just kept going like a really it was worse than me like he's just going this is my this is my secret side my jekyll side of my this is he's my other one oh, like i was like nick you need Gab, to stop is this like a more recent thing that he's doing commonly no okay make sure pray that he doesn't do it this weekend because you're gonna want to fucking murder us more than you already do when we hang out together because i tell you and other people do a fake brad british accent now i have to go into it and so, so if we you know, will you know, keep I'm, going off of each other. I am missing where six months ago Liz was like, you can't peer pressure me into a British accent. I miss that, Liz. I think you should reverse. <laughs> no. Down. Now, I can't stop it. It's it's a part of me now. It it just it comes out. It's like a monster living within me. It's definitely a monster. I have a monstrous British man living inside of me. And he comes out whenever anyone else does a bad British accent. The pain in Gabs's face is immense. Me, me, and I feel like me and Nick torture Gabs because we both have a really stupid sense of humor, and it bounces off of each other really well. Yeah. And I just go along with it. So, like, I come over, and it's just emphasized, and it's so funny. My apartment is going to be very chaotic this weekend. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time, right? You and I can make Nick watch Glee. And we, um, he still ha- owes me the last 20 minutes of Breaking Dawn Part 2, because that was my ber- birthday present, was to watch all the Twilight movies with me, and he's been cutting off <laughs> the last that, half of that movie, so you and I can make him finish that, and then we can go- Wait, but that's the part of the movie I fucking hate! Okay, and he's never seen it. Did, um- You guys can make fun of it together. Did, did Jacob, imp- Jacob imprint yeah, way earlier he in the movie? Yeah, imprinted. But I hate thinking about it. I know, me too. Because when resume isn't alive, um, well, I don't have don't to think about the imprinting. Regurgitates, like, she's part of it, but she's not, like, you know, the main focus. So, so it's okay. But, like, fine. <laughs> fine. Sorry, back to Haikyuu, everyone. Back to Haikyuu. Um, I guess you could read for Hinata and I'll read for Kageyama, just because okay. it's from Kageyama's perspective. This, um, this book is called Sweater, Paws, and Overalls by Cheeky Brunette on AO3. Um, I am a big fan of sweater paws. I love sweater Me paws. When it's big proponent of them. Yeah, I do. We do yeah. going through a heat wave right now. Um, okay. Like our second heat wave in like two weeks. I'm I'm melting, bro. Yeah. 
Um, so this, as I said, it's, like, specifically about, like, different, like, each little part of the thick is, like, different body parts. So this first part I chose was shoulders, because I didn't want to read the part about feet. Thank you. <laughs> I also didn't want to It's, like, that. it's not written in a creepy way, but I'm just, like. I know, I know exactly how it's probably written, but I don't feel like reading, like, about it when we're going to have to read a really awful thing for my part. Is it feet kink? No. Okay. God, no. <laughs> you scared me for a fucking second. Um, okay. I, wish, I actually wish it was feet kink. <laughs> that you're terrifying me. I'm terrified to present it. Uh, we'll talk more about it after we finish this. Um, okay. Hinata was. Oh, sorry. This is about his shoulders. Sorry about that. Hinata was talking instead of changing. And so then my dad had to like get on the floor and shine the flashlight under Natsu's bed to see if he could find the mouse. And my mom was, like, freaking out because what if it ran out and lunged at his face or something? And so... Oh, Daichi's in this, too. Can you read for him? Hey, Hinata, focus on changing first. Your story's second. We've got a bus to catch. Daichi directed, this wasn't the first time Hinata had gotten distracted when he was supposed to be changing. The team was used to Hinata bouncing around, half-dressed, and babbling about whatever came came to mind on the way out the door. However, today they were on a timetable. They had a long drive from, from Tokyo to Miyagi, and Daichi was keeping everyone on a strict schedule. This is really, my reading's awful today. I feel like I, like, warned everyone, like, last week. No, I warned everyone last week, and then I read perfectly, and now I feel you myself stumbling out. a little. That's all. Don't worry. Okay. Um, fortunately, Hinata didn't seem at all bothered and stripped off his shirt right then and there. Kagiyama, who had kept been, they probably meant who had kept or had been keeping. They wrote had been kept. Um, but okay, had been keeping his head down as he switched clothes and packing up his things. Of course, managed to look up right as Hinata was slipping out of his t-shirt. Kakiyama felt his his eyes glaze over as he watched the material slip over his narrow shoulders. It was stupid. It wasn't like Hinata's narrow shoulders were a surprise, just like his tiny feet were <laughs> his tiny feet. Uh, we're skipping over it. Tiny feet were in a surprise the other night. Kakiyama knew logically that Hinata was slender and compact. He fit into an incredibly small body. He managed to be strong and sturdy and small at the at the same time, it had always baffled Kagiyama, and because of that, he had always been fully aware of it. But that didn't mean he had fully appreciated it. Kagiyama knew he shouldn't stare, even if Hinata's back was turned to him. But his eyes flickered back and forth between his bag and Hinata's bare skin anyway. His movements grew frantic as he tried to focus on untangling his headphones from his, headphones from his shoelaces rather than staring at Hinata's impossibly slender shoulders. He managed to keep his eyes on his things until Hinata was fully dressed. The next time he looked up, Hinata was in a sweatshirt that Kagiyama knew must have been an extra small, but the neck of it still managed to slip down Hinata's arms. Very much playing up the uwu small boy Absolutely. in this, but very much emphasizes that going with the height difference, like super, super small, super, super, super large uwu, that you, you tend pole. to see. Yeah. That you tend to see within this trope. Um, honestly, Kageyama was pretty sure one of his legs was thicker than both of Hinata's shoulders. Already! Hinata said proudly, sticking his hands on his hips. His chest swelled with pride, but it did nothing to broaden his stature. Kageyama gulped. He fought down, fought down the blush that started to creep up his neck. Um, Wanna go out to the bus, Yama? We can sit together. He looked excited, but then slumped sheepish, sheepishly. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> I want to. Kageyama croaked. He cleared his throat and tried again. I mean, yeah, I'm ready. Let's sit together. He agreed, shaking his headphones loose with one final tug. Meanwhile, Hinata pulled his stim bag over his head, and Kageyama wondered, how that strap managed to ba balance on his narrow frame. And so this is the other part of the fic that I thought was more appropriate to talk about, which is the heights, because this is height difference. So this this part of the fic is entitled height. Yeah. yeah. You can start, guys. Oh, I start. Ah, gross! He not to wind, rooting through his gym bag as if a spare shirt would appear amidst the ba balled up pieces of his uniform. 
I don't want to get my school clothes sweaty. Um, do you want to speak for Asahi as well? I see exactly where this is going. I've got a spare shirt, Hinata. <laughs> Asahi offered. Wait, I gotta do the fan inversion. Do, do, do you want to borrow it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, then it's me again. I'm having yeah. fun. Maybe. If it's not too big. Hinata answered looking uneasy. Asahi was at um was at least a large that man due is to his like height. Six five. He's a he, XXL. Yeah, due to his height and sheer muscle. Meanwhile, Hinata usually looked like he was swimming in even the smallest sizes. Kageyama didn't pay, pay much mind to their conversation, figuring that Hinata would hold up the shirt, take one look at it, and and instead wear a sweatshirt to practice. However, when Kageyama turned around to reach for his sneakers, Hinata was already wearing Asahi's giant T-shirt. Or more like the t-shirt was wearing him. Hinata was drowning in it. The bottom hem brushed against his kneecaps and Kageyama couldn't tell if Hinata was wearing shorts or not. The shirt hung off of him like a dress. For a moment, Kageyama was floored. You're so short, he blurted out. Hinata looked up at him, eyes wide for a moment, before his expression morphed. He looked angry. Excuse me? Kageyama froze. He knew better than anyone how much Hinata hated whenever anyone mentioned his size. He usually did everything he could to avoid bringing it up, even if he was constantly thinking about it. And he knew he needed to say something to fix the situation. However, his eyes were glued to the bottom hem of Asahi's t-shirt, and all that managed to come out of his mouth was, I mean, just like really, really short. Hinata's face twisted up. Well, you're... Really, really stupid, Bakageyama. When are you going to stop throwing that in my face? Kageyama pilled. I... I can't change it. Hinata continued. And I don't like it, so quit. Quit talking about it. He demanded. Uh, okay. Kageyama agreed. Honestly, he was still staring at Hinata's knees, marveling at how low the shirt managed to hang on him. Even as Hinata stomped away, Kageyama stared. Needless to say, practice was tense. Hinata had rolled and tucked in Asahi's t-shirts in all kinds of ways to be able to practice. The sleeves got all the um got in the way of his arms and the bulk of it was bunched around his waist. Kageyama knew he should apologize, but he was so focused, too focused on Hinata's tiny body to get his act together. Hinata really was just so small. He's so uh, baby. This this fic is very much the cla a classic example of they're just he's just so small. He's, he's so much baby. smaller than me. He's so teeny tiny. But a very classic example of how I feel like height difference was used, especially back in the day when we were younger. Definitely. Um, high difference is still definitely popular, but it's not as like ooooified mm -hmm. um as it was. It's now more of like a it, it's still there, but it's not like oh my god, he's like so small and so tiny. Not, and, people like, don't use swimming. small and tall anymore. I feel yeah, I think that's the main difference. Yeah, that's that's kind of. But um, I do enjoy a height difference. I Absolutely. don't necessarily enjoy this uwuified version of it but i do enjoy a height difference but i probably would have eaten this up as like a high schooler per se i would have been like oh my I mean, god I, this is so cute i would say like this is very tame too when it comes to the uwuified so i wouldn't mind it and i would still read it now valid they're they're definitely way worse uwuified but it definitely comes across as that like he's so small and slender and tiny and uh, but i don't necessarily dislike it it's definitely it's it's a good example of it for a reason, you know? Yes. Um, are you a fan of height difference gaps? Yes. Sorry, my cat. <laughs> yes. If you guys can't see my cat is, like, having a moment. Um, I love height difference. It's probably mm -hmm. one of my favorite tropes. I um, agree. I love, love, love height difference. Everyone say hi to Raven for being a bastard. What's up, Raven? Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have to say on height difference. I mean, I think we both say that we like it. I'm not necessarily looking for height difference, but if I see it, I am actually much more inclined to click on it than I, I would something else. Yeah. No, I look for it. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Okay, okay. So now you get to tell me what you're covering. Uh... I have not looked at the document yet. 
You're gonna say it. I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god, I love this." No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm gonna stop speaking too soon. So, um, I'm giving Liz a moment to open it up. I no, I don't want to. I I'm ready to open it up, but I've not said it yet. Yeah, I do. Um, I got assigned cake bursts. I don't think you've heard of this. It's not super popular, but yeah, I don't know what this is. So, um, to uh. So this was created by um, a Korean Twitter user, Rune underscore Communicat. It's based off Omegaverse, but changed mm-hmm. dynamics. Instead of Alpha, Beta, and Omega, it's forks, cakes, and normals, or plates, depending on what verse you look at. And mm, the trope is I'm reading ahead. Cannibalistic nature of Omegaverse. So it's Omegaverse if Omegaverse was about eating people. I mean, I can't say, like, I don't necessarily consume any media with anything like that. I, was, I mean, I, was, I, was, I love Hannibal. Exactly. I was like, oh, Liz is going to hate this too. But then I was like, no, Liz loves Hannibal. So she's not going to hate <laughs> it. But this. But it's a, not. This is a very big scoop yeah. for me. I almost chose a different one, but I decided to power through because I found out um, that it's not, like, purely cannibalist, like, cannibalism, like, but a strong majority of them feature cannibalism, but um, I found a fic mm-hmm. that doesn't, so we're gonna, at least as, as far as I read, it didn't. Yeah. Um, so, uh, when the user rune underscore communicat was asked why cakes and forks, um, they said that she, she just said that she likes cake. And that was her reasoning. Love that. So, Mary Fortune on Tumblr.com um, decided to give an, over, like, TLDR um, on what cake verse is like in the english side of like fandom side mm-hmm. of it, which um i just copy pasted here so this is directly from her tumblr again it's mary fortune um m-e-r-r-y fortune all one word um she said it just occurred to me or sorry they said it just occurred to me that cake verse might have might not have migrated over to tumblr so here's a crash course um you know but if others want to correct me go ahead it's a trope that's supposed to be a little step sibling of omegaverse and that people have a trinity of alignments they can naturally be but personally i see it more akin to hanahaki disease regardless the three alignments are cakes forks and normal people i love how it's like cake fork and normal well people <laughs> just normal some of the most of the fix i saw referred to the normal people as like plates um or like other like unassuming <laughs> I um, love that. They're yeah. just plates. And I was like, I, I, I got it. Um, love so like, that. Cakes are people who naturally taste like cake. Um, it's entirely possible for someone to go through their whole life without realizing they're a cake, since the only way they find out about their status is through the coincidence of kissing a fork. Forks are people who can detect that cakes taste like cake, and it's not uncommon for forks to have no sense of taste outside of making out or eating cakes. Normal people can't taste cake, nor do they taste like cake. Normal people are the most common alignment and make up the vast majority of the population. A personal spin I put on this is that normal people should be called plates to keep the theme. And most of the fix I read also agreed with plates. Mm-hmm. Typic- all right, not most of the fix I read, most of the fix I looked at because I was not reading most of these. Typically, the people of this AU are people, but there are varieties and flavors of this AU wherein cakes are made of cake and forks are depic- depicted as being especially ravenous or sharp-toothed. All in all, it's a very flexible AU and presentation and themes. The reason for this happening can be varied, and the trope exists on a sliding scale of silly to serious, with silly treating it as a funny quirk with no deeper meaning, with works on the more serious end really playing the tropes of medical distress or cannibalism. Additionally, it can be a recent thing or an unquestioned, long-standing part of life. Hope this helps. And I was like, it helps, but it made it worse. So thanks. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, for like within like Hannibal fandom, like. I, I don't know what, like, these fics are like, whereas, like, are you, like, fully talking about, like, fully, like, because, like, Hannibal's, like, not to say it's, like, fun and whimsical, but it's more, like, it's I took this and, like, cooked it into, like, a, a meal. You're not, like, I am eating, like, a raw human, like, right. hand. I, well, I mean, Hannibal's whole thing is that he tricks people into not realizing it's human. Yeah. Because, like, he's artsy about it. And I agree. Yes. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean it's devious in its its own way but i think it's a lot less sinister than this makes it feel yeah um i think i would maybe like this is like before reading anything but i would read it specifically for the horror of it because like i am a horror fan and so i would read it like in the sense that like 
it makes me uncomfortable and it scares me but that's like I enjoy reading that you know what I mean I feel that with horror I'm definitely more when it comes to reading only I can't watch anything horror but I definitely enjoy like thriller and like murder mystery type horror stuff but I'm not very much into anything that's like explicitly gory even when reading which so which is why I almost had to get out of this trope but i suck it through and um there so there are two different tags um for it's like alternate universe cake verse and then cake verse and i went with alternate universe cake verse because i was like oh these will be people who are more in theme there were only four entire oh my goodness one was for a k-pop band because when in doubt there's always gonna be some k-pop fic there's gonna be a k-pop fandom les mis and i can't remember the other two i was surprised however that um I can't remember the name of the game now. Do you remember the Catboy game? It was like Dramatical Murder, but Catboys. Are you thinking of Nekopara Catboys? No, it's, it, no not Nekopara. Yeah, because I was going to say, it's not that. It's not no, the Catboy Nekopara. No, but in the one I'm thinking of, and I'm sure the name will come to me. Okay, Mittens. No. Girl, what are you doing? Um, It'll come to me because I, I used to play with my ex. They were really, really into it, and they got me a pirated version of it. And... um. It, that game was really into cannibalism, like, weirdly. Like, there's a scene, you could you skip it if you do the right questions. I didn't do the right questions, so um, I got stuck oh. reading through the cannibalism scene. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't fun. And then there's a scene where I, it's not cannibalism, but, like, the person, like, just keeps eating snakes. Like, it's a lot. Snakes? Yeah. It's like, wakey, wakey, you ate seven snakes and you're sleepy. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it's a lot. And it's, like, basically the world is dying and people, like, routinely will, like, sacrifice one cat mm-hmm. boy to be eaten. And, like, the scene is, like, these lovers, like, one of them got chosen to be the sacrifice. And he was like, well, if I have to be the sacrifice, I want you to eat me first. And that's the whole scene of him eating. It, uh-huh. it, the noises are still imprinted on my brain to this day. Yeah, that sounds a, a little horrifying. Yes. Um, another cannibalism thing that I really loved. I loved. Yeah, that was um, not maybe the best way to put that. It was a great movie. It was fresh with Sebastian Stan on um, Hulu. You wouldn't like it because it is, yeah, horror. It's yeah. A, it's like a it's a, like a dark comedy, so it's like funny as well. It's um, it's a good one. Really, if you if you like horror and funny, like and horror that has some comedy within it, watch Fresh. I really fucking loved that movie. It was great, and I'm not just saying this because I love Sebastian Stan. You sure? Uh, it influenced why I love, <laughs> why I watched the movie and why I liked the movie. But um, yeah. <laughs> so the one that the fic that I ended up going with is the Les Mis fic, and. I'm sorry, neither of us ever took French, and um, I did... I've never watched Les Mis as well. Oh, wow, I actually do love them. I love the movie, and the I saw the musical in uh, London, and I, I liked it a lot. Um, I've never read the book, though, and I have no interest in reading the book. Um, but I like the soundtrack of it, so I watch it occasionally. Um, that being said, the only names I ever remember how to pronounce are Eponine, because I think she's really pretty. Um, and I don't... I. I googled how to say these names so i'll do my best um i don't think there's any dialogue in this at all oh there's like a couple lines i think but um i'll have you read them i just took the first part of this fic i think it was a one shot um and Mm -hmm. i just took the first part i don't even know if we'll make it through the whole thing because it was a lot for me yeah um i will say like what an odd fandom to have this for no like i said with I don't think so because you know the way like K-pop always has something in there. Is it Lay Miss as well? Kinda also always has something in there. The fan base, it's like weird Les is a Miss harsh fans. word. I don't want to use weird, but Lay Miss fans are, in my opinion, like more long lived than Hamilton ever was. Like Lay Miss fans are what Hamilton fans thought they were. Because yeah, I, I would agree with cosplay that. Cosplay to this day, and like the movie's been out for years, and they're not even cosplaying the movie. They cosplay like straight from the book. Like, people are really into it. And I think that's because there's, um like, very, from my understanding, there's um, uh, Grand Trois and, 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 was it, and, and Holras, I can't remember how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry again to anybody who actually speaks French um, who's going to be listening to this, because, sorry. Um, but they're apparently, like, a very popular ship, so... I just I I didn't even know that. I mean, I guess that does make sense sometimes when I'm filtering through. I do Les see Les Mis. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Now I'm gonna like kind of be thinking You're gonna about notice that more every time you see it now. 
Yeah, wow. Um, okay, so we'll get started, I guess. Um, this is called What Am I Supposed to Do? Parentheses, but sink my teeth into you by C. Welsh. C E E W E L S H. All one word on archive of our own. It is rated explicit. I did not get to many of the explicit parts. I think the explicit stuff in what I'm about to read is just him describing how he wishes he could like suck him off. Um, and I believe uh-huh. this is from Grantois' perspective. Uh, I might be mispronouncing this still. It's it's spelled G R A N. T-A-I-R-E, but I think it's supposed to be Grantois. Grantois had known pretty much as long as he could remember to never let anyone know he was a fork. No good could come of anyone knowing, and it wasn't worth the risk. He could be refused work or even housing because of his status, never mind the social prejudices. To be a fork openly was to open yourself up to ridicule at best, being called a pervert and a cannibal. The cannibal part, Grantois could at least understand, but pervert? Only so much as those kinds of people called anyone who led a life they didn't agree with a pervert. Plenty of people went about exchanging bodily fluids without even the taste of a cake, but the world wasn't built for forks. Not really. Every time I see forks capitalized, all I can think of is forks washing. Twi- twi- Twilight. Twilight. Bro, I love this, this, this in-world, this canon... This canon? Are you like I didn't looking even at think some... about that. No, I didn't even think about that. Like forks. Like no, I don't. No, I don't want to. I don't want to go down this road anymore. Liz. Oh no, I was. I was gonna say. Um, this in like this in world like society building where it's like this is how our society works and forks are discriminated against. And... Oh, okay. I thought we were still talking about like Twilight and forks. No, I was gonna I say I love. I love how intense they they they're like. I'm thinking of world building, baby. We're we're doing the cake first, but we're built in a world. And I'm giving you I'm giving you lore. Um so The lore is running deep. The lore is running too deep for Gab's taste. So Grantois had learned to hide himself. It was easier in some ways as a French man to hide the fact that he was a fork than it would be to hide the fact that he was a cake. The constant kissing of cheeks tended to mean cakes were found at a young age if one knew a fork who wasn't in hiding. It didn't mean that it was easy. While some forks were able to taste things that weren't cakes, not all could. Grantois couldn't taste anything unless it had had part of a cake in it, and even then he could only taste the cake. He had to learn to react to certain tastes. Mint he was able to determine by the cold spiciness he had been told once was the cause of it, was caused by it. He could tell when food was hot spicy too, but those didn't tend to have an overwhelming flavor. He tended to watch those around him if he ate with others, always ordering the same as someone else at the table and letting them comment first on whether it was good or not. It was a lot of work and there had been a lot of close calls, but currently there was only one person alive who knew he was a fork and that was Eponine. Well, maybe two, since if Eponine knew, it was a fair bet that Gavroche did too. Either way, none of the others in Les Amis knew about Grantois' status, and he had planned to keep it that way. The thing was, it wasn't even like the taste of... I, I'm so sorry. This is the name that I really struggle with. And and Horas. It's like spelled E-N-J-O-L-R-A-S. I think it's en, en, Angelo, Angelras, I think. It's like something like that. Angelras. Um, I'm going to go with Angelras because that sounds like... I accurate. don't know any better. And so. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, was what made Grantois fall hopelessly in love with him, emphasis on hopelessly. No, neither Anjolas nor Grantois were the type to treat strangers with a kiss, so Grantois' first taste came much later. No, it had been the way that Anjolas held himself. He had such convictions, and the way he spoke oozed righteousness, and the sun bounced off his hair like Apollo himself was trying to make a statement. Grantois had watched him a minute and immediately knew he wanted to tear apart every single word Antrolaz was saying. When Grantois, when Grantois saying their names right next to each other is throwing me off too. When Grantois tried that, it seemed like Antrolaz had a counter for every single point. And if he didn't, one of the guys stood next to him, who Grantois later found out was Comfe. I think that's how you say that one. Or Combefe. Did. And really would have been enough for Grantois to agree to go to one of their meetings, even if Eponine hadn't met Marius when he and Androlas argued. Marius had started slightly as he kissed her cheek goodbye. It turned out Marius was a fork too, and one not so well trained to hide it if his reaction was any indication. The urge to ask Marius if Eponine tasted of lavender to him too was strong. He knew that people said that the taste was the same no matter the fork, but Grantois had always wondered how true that was. But no matter how, no matter how innocent Marius seemed, it wasn't worth the risk. Also, wait, how do you know what the taste of lavender is if 
You can't taste you anything. Can't taste. Wait, no, the, well, we can say that some forks yeah. can taste. So that makes sense. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Eponine had told but him. But he. I will say he can't taste because he says that he orders like the yeah, he food can't that taste. other. But I think he also like is, mentioned he probably that like, is, like it's probably been explained. That that's n- yeah. Earlier he mentioned like oh like taste they taste like some mint, people taste or that's at least how it was explained to me. Well, no, like he said like, like he said that some forks can taste things other yeah. than the cake. So I'm imagining some fork said oh it tastes like lavender, and so he knows that 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 taste that he's tasting is lavender. Um, but he wouldn't know it on its own. Like he'd probably like yeah. if he had lavender as a non-tasteable fork, he wouldn't know what it that it tasted the same. Yeah. Eponina had told him the next day that she was going to check out the meeting and he said he'd join her since he heard the Musain was good. And both of them pretended that they weren't path- pathetically going for the hope of seeing the men with which they'd become instantly infatuated. Grantois knew he pushed an Antoine's buttons he did. Sometimes it was because Antolras could be self-righteous or too big picture, in which case Combefe and Corfeyrock, sorry again, would back him mm-hmm. up. Or sometimes it was because it was funny to watch Antolras wind up to explosion, in which case the room would either interject or try to stop it, or more frequently take it as a comfort break or a chance to go to the bar. Sometimes, though, it was because Antolras would get right up in his face. Sometimes in his anger, his spit would cross the distance. Grantois knew it was probably gross and more than a little creepy, particularly without Antrola's explicit consent, but he would do anything at all for a taste of Antrola's. The faint taste from a bisot was nothing in comparison to the taste of his spit, and Grantois could only dream of what kissing him or sucking him off would taste like. The problem with a hopeless infatuation is that there is no chance of resolution. Grantois is never going to be able to have Antoras, and unless he put some effort in, he was never going to get over him either. And he wasn't going to put any effort in at all because having Antoras, even just in his anger, was more addictive than any alcohol or cigarettes Grantois had ever had. In some ways, he envied Eponine's new situation. Though he would never say that to her face, Marius all but flew into a meeting with a sigh so loud and theatrical the entire room seemed to fall into silence. When pressed, all Marius had been able to say was, she tasted like the sweetest strawberries, with a dreamy look in his eye. Grantois, in his efforts to suppress the involuntary shudder at the thought of someone being so openly fork, had looked to Eponine and immediately wished he hadn't. Eponine knew she was lavender. Grantois had told her long before the two of them had shared a couple of nights of meaningless sex, during which she asked him to describe her taste in between eating her out and kissing her. Eponine knew without question that Marius was talking about someone else, and Grantois had watched her heart shatter. Grantois had locked eyes with Corfeyrac, ever tuned to matters of the heart, who had immediately swung Gavroche up in the air and declared it had been far, far too long since he had had him for a night. I thought Gavroche was, like, the kid. I have no clue. I've never watched Slamis. Unless he's not a kid in the book, but I'm pretty sure in the movie he's, like, the kid with the Cockney accent. It's like, oh, I'm Gavroche, or something like that. Um, But, you know, I don't want to assume... Um, Grantois didn't think either Eponine or Gavroche had been fooled, but they had let Coffrea bundle him away for the night even so. Eponine and Grantois had spent a particularly morose night after that meeting, sharing a bottle of something cheap and nasty with a high percentage. Grantois had told Eponine repeatedly that Marius was an idiot, that her taste was far superior to anything anyone else could ever taste, like in the whole world. She had rolled her eyes at him and given him a pointed look until he had amended that, for him at least, there was one single exception. After Eponine had fallen asleep, Grantois had wondered, not for the first time, what it must be like to openly talk about what he could taste on another. He pictured announcing to Leami that he was a fork who could only taste when he consumed something of another, that every time they kissed each other in greeting, he got a faint taste of each of the cakes among them. Some of them would be taken a little, a little taken aback, but he knew their curiosity would get the better of them, and he'd be bombarded with questions. Mostly, it would be about who was a cake, since Marius preferred to keep a respectable distance where possible, and the fact that Marius was otherwise able to taste, unlike Grantois, he couldn't always distinguish a new cake from a kiss on the cheek. He knew Combefer had at least probably had a dossier full of questions for any fork. In fact, there was no probably about it. He'd seen Combefer asking Marius and knew Combefer wanted to do more research with multiple forks, but he didn't want to risk outing any who hit it. Coffeyrac would absolutely ask Grantois to taste him to know if he tasted the same as he did to Marius. Bachorel would probably make Grantois lick him too just to confirm that he is, in fact, a plate. And Jolie would imagine, immediately chastise them for it because it cannot be sanitary to go from one person to another in such quick succession <laughs> someone get the hand sanitizer. 
Grinchois even let himself indulge in a fantasy where Astrolaz let him find out just how strong a taste he can get. Let him imagine kissing him for hours, tasting every inch of him. Imagine taking Anjolas into his mouth with all the reverence of taking communion, letting the taste fill him. He would let Anjolas use him however he wished, if only Anjolas would use him at all. And that's where I cut it off. Um, it's mm-hmm. like, on one hand, it's it's weird, right? Because, like, I, I wouldn't say I have a scent kink. Like, I don't think scent mm-hmm. turns me on. But, like, I find scents, like, that I like to be very, very attractive. Like, I'm very mm-hmm. attracted to the smell that of Nick's deodorant, you know. Um, like, I could breathe it all day. But it doesn't necessarily turn me on. So, I, it's like, it, but taste and um, smell are so correlated that it's, it, you know, I feel like I mm-hmm. sh- should like something like this. Not the cannibalism part, but, like, you know, the taste part. But it's, um, and especially, you know, it's not mm-hmm. that far off from, like, blood drinking. But it's just a bit too... It's well, like, it's, I, I don't know. I think it's... it's it's probably because it's so closely related to the cannibalism. It's not really separated right. where it's I like, that's, maybe that's it what it is. Separated. It might be something I would enjoy. Like, I know it's kind of mm-hmm. cracked treated seriously, but I might enjoy it if it was separated. Yeah. Um, I mean, for this, where I said like, you know, like I might be into it as someone who's like a fan of horror. Mm-hmm. It really would have to be a fic that's written in a horror aspect. And I don't know how many of these are really written as like, this is like a horror fic. Right. You know, like they're I, probably not a lot that are written that way. But I would love to, I, I, I would be personally interested in seeing this from like a horror aspect as someone who does like enjoy. Um, well, they exist. You can you can go read them yourself. Yeah. I mean, as someone who just enjoys consuming horror and like I'm very particularly fascinated by um, maybe not specifically cannibalism within horror, but it's definitely like kind of. If it's within, like, the description, it kind of does pique my interest. And um, it's why I love Hannibal, so... Yeah, it would would definitely be from um, that area of interest in it. Not in a, oh, this is, like, I find this, like, attractive. I really want to read this. This, Mm -hmm. like, turns me on. Like, it doesn't. It would be like a, ooh, this is so uncomfortable and scary. I fucking love this, you know? That is very fair. Yeah, that that's how I would I would get into it, but yeah. But yeah, um I'm gonna I I would like to distance ourselves from it now. It just made me a little it yeah. was really a, a kind of a squick for me. It's not so like and for those guys who don't remember squick is like it's not like a trigger or anything. It's like but it's something that I'm more than mildly grossed out by and yeah. it, it's not it makes me just a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. Even people that like horror and gore don't like that. Yeah. Like, there are plenty of people that don't. And it really, like, ooh, them. Like, makes them ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, like, I I feel like, it, it, it like, especially, like, if you um do eat meat, like, I feel like sometimes it can really, like, mess with people. Um, like, I could eat and watch Hannibal because I don't eat meat, so I could easily watch that show and eat, mm-hmm. but everyone always talks where they're like, I was, I made the mistake of eating my dinner while I was watching Hannibal, but for me, oh, made yeah. no difference because I'm not eating meat, but I could see, like, if I, if I did, I would be, like, totally psyched out by it, and I feel like I would not, like, be as interested into this aspect of horror as I would be if I didn't. Like you, you know what I mean. Like yes, I do. Because I, know I wouldn't have it. Wouldn't be as innate of a fear within me where it's like, oh my god, because I don't. You I, know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. So um, but yeah. yeah. So um, that being said, do we want to end things here? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, I did want to talk about what I forgot to mention yes. at the beginning of the episode. I saw the new Jordan Peele movie. Nope, and. I really, 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 really loved it. Did the horses and... die? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. That's sad. Um, it was a great movie. I was though, really excited and... when I saw the first trailer because I didn't realize it was Jordan Peele. I was like, oh, horses. And oh, it's no. about like the first like black ranchers. That's so cool. And then no. It's horror. Um yeah. It's um really great really stacked cast really great acting in my opinion i think jordan peele's a brilliant director and i think he makes really brilliant social commentaries um within his films this movie is totally a social commentary on spectacle and our society's obsession with spectacles and um 
So the reason why I love it is because for uh, one of his major influences is what what's a better spectacle to kind of take movie to take inspiration from than the first summer blockbuster, aka Jaws. So um, he took me from interviews I've seen, he's taken major influences from Jaws and like looking retrospectively back at it because I didn't really read much about the movie until I went to go see it because it was it's really like very mysterious like you don't know a lot about the movie from like the trailers so um I went in like knowing nothing and I'm like I was like I really really like that and I heard some people didn't and like the entire third act I'm like literally on the side of my chair with like a huge smile on my face and like retrospectively looking back at it it's because it totally um, evokes the same feelings of that third act of Jaws. Mm-hmm. So it gives me those like happy feels. And now I'm like able to very specifically be like, oh, this, this, um, this character's Quinch, this character's Chief Brody. And like going back, I'm like, ah, so happy and so excited because for newer, newer viewers, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time hands down, ever since I was in, like, first grade. I know, psycho that a first grader's favorite movie would be Jaws, but that's what it was, baby. And um, I've been very, very, like, very, 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 very obsessed with the movie ever since. I know so many random fun facts. So um, Jordan Peele very much um, captured the essence of Steven Spielberg's direction during that movie very, very well. And I like Jordan Peele anyway, so it was, like, perfect. It's um might be one of my favorite Jordan Peele movies now because of that aspect, but I still love Get Out. So it's it's very ah, I'm like which one's better? Um, I'm gonna shut up now because I will keep no, gushing okay. about it. I and you have the whole weekend to gush about it to us as well. I, I'm yeah. glad that you enjoyed it and that it brought such good feelings to you. That's yes, it was very scary though. There are definitely parts in that movie that make are like ah. Like oh that's so uncomfortable. Um, I will for anyone who for you. anyone who's who's watched it, the monkey scene. Oh my god, terrifying! And I will not elaborate on it any further. Thank but you. that it was very scary. Yes. <laughs> um. So with all that being said, you can find me Gabs on social media at Flighty the Nerd on Instagram. Excuse me, Twitch, TikTok, Twitter. I think that's all the socials. Liz, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Lazily Liz. And where can we find the show? You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at, is it Trope Podcast? Their Trope Battle for Dominance. Their Trope Battles for Dominance. If you need to email us for any reason, like uh, comments, questions, concerns, feedback, any good Maze Runner or Twilight fan fiction, email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We're signing off now. Bye. Bye.